one of the shilas that you get when you're a rabbi of a community that has that's a young community and a lot of young children. Uh, it's actually uh, funny how often this shayla comes up where a couple will say that their young child, their young son started wearing tzitzis and they're so excited and it's wonderful. He has upsharon for those who do upsharon and he comes home every day and his tzitzis are like filthy because they're dragging on the floor all day because he's just this little tiny kid and he's got these tzitzis that are dragging on the floor or they're getting caught in things, they're getting tangled in things and they want to know, can they cut the tzitzis? Are you allowed to, are you allowed to trim tzitzis? Because they remember hearing something about not cutting tzitzis, whether there's an issue with cutting tzitzis. Let's talk today a little bit about cutting tzitzis. If a person, let's say you make your own tzitzis, for example, and you see at the end of the day, as, as much as you pride yourself in your ability to make your own tzitzis, it looks somewhat uneven. Some of the uh, some of the strings are much longer than the others, and you don't think it looks so nice. You want to trim it. You want to make it look that uh, that they should all be the same size. You should be aware that the halacha is that it's supposed to be a two-third to one-third ratio, roughly. You should have uh, one-third of the length of your tzitzis should be made up of the knots and the chulios, and then two-thirds of loose hanging string. So you can't cut it too short. You have to, you're supposed to try to keep, try to maintain that ratio, at least at least for yourself. We'll discuss for children in a moment. So where, where does this idea come from, that one should not cut their tzitzis? So I'll tell you where it doesn't come from. It doesn't come from shas, and it doesn't come from rishonin. We don't have, uh, we don't have this idea mentioned anywhere explicitly in shas or rishonin. However, significant poskim discuss it. The Magin Avraham in Simin Yer Aleph, Sifkat Yilches, quotes in the name of the Shla HaKadosh that one should not cut their tzitzis with Barzel. This is quoted in the Mishabura in Simin Yer Aleph, Sifkaton Samach Aleph, and the Kavachayim in Simin Yer Aleph, and a few other places, also mentions this Minag not to cut tzitzis with Barzel. Now, what is the reason for this Minag? So, oh, not only that, the Magin Avraham mentions, and when you cut your tzitzis, instead of cutting with Barzel, you should cut with your teeth. You can't cut it with, with, with metal, so the best way to do it is cutting it with your teeth. So there are really two separate inyanim over here. There's the inyan of not cutting with metal, and then there's the inyan of yes cutting with teeth. What if you could do something that's neither of those things? Let's say you can cut with a ceramic scissor, or a plastic scissor, or a plastic knife. So is that, uh, is, 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 that, is, that, is that better? So let's discuss each Indian separately. Why not use metal? What's the problem with using metal? So Shulchanor Harav. In Simiyur Alf Oschav Dalid and the Machsa Shekel on the side of Shulchan Aruch and Simiyur Alf both point out that it's based on the idea that Barzel is Mekatzer Chayav Shaladam. Barzel is considered to be something that cuts life short. It takes away life. It's what swords are made out of Barzel. That's why the pasuk says the son of Alei and Barzel that we're not allowed to use Barzel in the making of the Mizbeach. And the Mishnah Maseches Midos in the third parak explains that the Mizbeach is Ma'arich Yavav Shnosu Shaladam. The Mizbeach gives life, makes our lives longer, Barzel is Mekatzer, so it's Eino Badin, Shiyunaf HaMekatzer Alamarich, that it doesn't, it's not right that we should take that which is Mekatzer and use it in the context of that which is Ma'arich. Similarly, the Gemara in Shabbos, Taflam and Beis, tells us that Pavon Sitz is Bada Mesim Kshem Ketanim, that a person is not careful about Sitzis, it will cause people to die at a young age, which implies that when one is careful about Sitzis, it will keep them alive for longer. So here you have Sitzis which are 
Ma'arich Yom of Shaladam. So says the Magen Avram, says the Shulchan Aruch Harav. So if you have, or Shulchan Aruch Harav, Magen Avram does not say this explicitly, but says the Shulchan Aruch Harav, says Machsa Shekel, you have something that's Ma'arich Shos of Shaladam, you should, like Fetzitis, you should not have Barzal, which is Mekatzer Shos of Shaladam, uh, deal with that which is Ma'arich or be associated with that, was, that which is Ma'arich. Great, that's why one should not use Barzal. But why the teeth of all things? So Machsashekel explains that there are 32 teeth in a person's mouth and there are 32 strings on the tzitzis. So on some deep level, tzitzis and teeth are somehow associated with each other. Kavachayim in Seminal of Sukkot Yudzayin says that it's a good schooler to avoid a toothache if a person cuts his tzitzis with his teeth. I don't know, I would think it's a good schooler to get a toothache if you cut your tzitzis with, uh, with your teeth, but maybe it's a school in both directions. Kavachayim in Simil Chavdalit also adds that when a person puts on his tzitzis, he should have in mind that the tzitzis represents the 32 Nesivo Sachat the pathways of wisdom. So the number 32 is significant in the context of tzitzis. So on some mystical level, cutting with the teeth is considered to be uh, appropriate as, a, as, a, as a, the, the most appropriate way to cut the tzitzis. Now, is it a requirement? No. It's, so it seems that there are two separate inyanim, that there's a maila of cutting with teeth, and there's a chisaron in cutting with barzel. Anywhere in between, you don't get the maila, and you don't get the chisaron. You want to use a plastic knife, so you don't have this, whatever this maila means of cutting with the teeth, that, which the Mishaburah quotes. Mishaburah does quote it. But you also don't have the chisaron. The question is, when does this apply? When, it, when does this minag of not cutting with a metal scissor apply? At what stage? So there are really three stages that we could talk about. There's before the tzitzis are put in the baguette. There's after the tzitzis are put in the baguette and are tied. And then there's when you're done using the tzitzis and you want to change the tzitzis, you want to take the strings out and, and put new strings in. So uh, when it comes to stage one, before you put it in the, mag- in the baguette, the fact that the Magen Avram and the Mishabur bring this in Simen Aleph makes it sound like that's when this minig is really operative. Because Simen Aleph in, in Arachayim is really about the making of the tzitzis. So we're talking about cutting tzitzis down to size in order to make them properly. So it's before it's really put in the baguette. Um, the uh the Shevet HaKahasi in Chelek Dalet Simnevav says that uh, it's, it's also something about before he says, yeah, it's right before you put it in the Begad, but before that, if you were to have like, let's say, right after you did the Tviya, before you were even ready to make the Tzitzis, then it wouldn't be an, an issue at all. So it's only in that window where after you've already prepared the strings, now you're ready to make the Tzitzis, you have not yet made the Tzitzis, and you just want to cut the strings to size, that's when we say to use the teeth and not to use the bar what about once you've already made the tzitzis and you want to even them out, you want to straighten them out, make sure they're all the same size? So the Kavachayim Sivkatan Yudzayin Siminiralov says, still don't do it. Even then, this minach still applies. And I think that's what people generally assume when they read the Mishabura. Even though the Mishabura doesn't say that, he doesn't say one way or the other, people naturally assume that even after you make the tzitzis. However, in the base Baruch on the Chayi Adam, Klal Yeral of Sivkatan, Kuf Chav Aleph, he writes that it's not a problem. That once it's already made in the in the Begad, you already tied all the strings in the Begad, then this issue is no longer an issue. What about the the last stage when it's time to remove the tzitzis? You're already done with the tzitzis. You want to change your strings, so you want to remove the strings. So Pashto says, but at that point, for sure, you're allowed to cut it. You're cutting it out of the Begad. You're not. They're not going to be used for the mitzvah anymore. So what, what, what would the issue be? Nevertheless, in Orchos Rabbeinu Chelik Aleph, page. 
Chafalif, they point out that the stipler once wanted to change the strings of his tzitzis, and he did not cut them out, he took them out by hand, which is far more tedious than uh, cutting them. The fact that he decided to sit there untying and unwinding rather than just snip and, you know, taking it off of the baguette tells you something. It tells you that he probably did that bidafka. So that's what the uh, Orchus Rabbeinu suggests. So again, before you put them in the baguette, that's, but after the, the, the strings are fully produced, you're just ready to put them in the baguette. That's where this minog certainly applies. Once it's already tied in the baguette, machlokas, whether this minog applies, after, when you're ready to, ready to remove the tzitzis for good, so probably it doesn't apply, but the stipler had such a chumrah that he applied it even in that case as well. What are some kulas that we might be able to apply over here? So first of all, some of the achronim point out that if you don't use barzel, then it's not a problem. It's not just any metal, it's barzel. The barzel is considered to be a makatzer, based on a ramban at the end of Parshas Yisro, by the Mizbeach, where he says that only barzel is really a problem. Uh, obviously, if you use a non-metal uh, entirely, like plastic or ceramic, that would be totally fine as well. But someone else pointed out to me, I think in the name of Rabbi Sablovsky, I'm not sure, but someone pointed out to me that Lechora, when you're dealing with the case we were talking about with little children, so their tzitzis isn't tzitzis anyway. It's not a chavta shal mitzvah anyway. What does the Gemara say? At what, at what age is Yichayv and Chinuch in tzitzis? Mishi yodea lisatev po. So the three-year-old that's wearing tzitzis, not yodea lisatev po, is not pechlal lechiv of chinuch even. Okay, we like to do it because it makes him feel good or whatever. He gets to be like daddy or whatever. But it's not even pechlal lechiv of chinuch. So it's probably not considered a chavta shal mitzvah of tzitzis Anyhow, so if that's the case, it would seem to really not be a problem in terms of, say, you know, in terms of uh, how careful you have to be making those tzitzis, whether they're machine-made, and whether you have the two-to-one ratio, and all those other concerns. L'chorah, they're not a concern at all. It's not even tzitzis. It's just like it's like a zecher to the tzitzis. It's not really, uh, it's not really the tzitzis anyway. So for the young kids, it's not, it wouldn't even be, even mitaminag l'chorah, it wouldn't be a problem. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.